Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the powerful teaching last night. For the mighty anointing over your people. We thank you for all those testimonies. Your people are using your word, Father. You are stirring up a new thing in each of these lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are empowering us as heirs in your kingdom to stand with that authority and speak. We are starting to see the outcomes of what we speak. Believing that your word shall not pass even if heaven and earth shall pass. We thank you, Father, that you have taught us the opportunity to practice our blessings every single day. So that even in our tough times, we say it more so. In our challenges, we just keep thanking you. And we remember of our, of our authority and we speak that in our prayer. We thank you, Father, that you have called us to be with you again this morning. And you pour your peace, your joy into our hearts. You renew your mercy for us. You continually pour your grace. We thank you, Lord, that you are slow to anger. That you do not judge us for our mistakes, for our failures, for our shortcomings. But are ever willing to teach as a father teaches his children. You show us where those mistakes are. And by convicting us through your spirit to make amends, to take the right steps, to choose light over darkness, to step towards your glory and to walk in the abundance that you provide us. Your word says you shall provide all our needs in accordance with your riches when we step. We thank you, Father, and we share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family, we share it with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request that has been made on this prayer group. With all those that are Christians and do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. And with the same confidence, Lord, that everyone who calls on your name shall be delivered. We call this day on the name of our maker, our creator, our God, our king, the great I am. The one who blots our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. The one who is the preserver of men. Our own father. And we call on the name of Jesus, your son. The one who taught us faith. The one who gave of, to, of everything that he had. Even through the last drop of his blood. And it is that same blood that has won us victories. We call on the name of Jesus. Who is our rock, our refuge through whom is our salvation, our redemption, through whom we have life. The one who is the word, that spoken word of the Father that never fails, the will of the Father for us. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus who powered his life and ministry, the one who powers our life in your kingdom as well, Father. 
the same spirit who has raised us from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body that we are able to stand awake and alert in the spirit and resist every attack of the enemy. The one who changes the times and seasons. The one who hovered over everything that is void and formless. And does so even in our own lives when we face all our challenges where things don't seem to have a direction anywhere. And then at that spoken word of the Father when we repeat it back and pray it back to you. It is he who makes everything that, that does not make sense start to make sense. It is he who gives it shape and form. It is he who gives it life. It is he who brings it back on track for us. The scepter of the king of kings, the seal of the age to come. The mighty hand of the father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your Son, your Spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer, where we can communicate with you. But not just commune with you and communicate with you, but you give us prayer as that legal process, whereby we can allow you to intervene in any circumstance here on earth where you have given us dominion. We thank you, Father. That you have blessed us with angels, with destiny help us. You have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You have blessed us with family, with friends. You have blessed us with the food on our table every day, the air we breathe, the water we drink. You have blessed us with a healthy body. A heart that never tires of breathing. Lungs that keep on. A heart that never tires of beating and lungs that never tire of breathing. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with a roof over our head to keep us protected and safe, a place that we can call home. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with this opportunity to be part of this praying family, your prayer group, where your very presence hovers over it. You have given us this altar of answered prayer. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this day, cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every person that is part of this, every family that is part of this prayer group by that same precious blood. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Father. We plead the blood of Jesus over every member of every family in this prayer group, as well as of every family for whom we are praying this day, even if they are not part of this prayer group. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. We command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. 
so is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. And we declare it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we send it in faith, believing that we have received in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that power on our tongue. Today we continue on our second part in a series that we started yesterday on why Satan attacks believers and God allows it. Yesterday we have seen that Satan attacks only those who carry a potential in the spirit. He has been studying people's bloodlines, their family tree, even their mindsets shaped by their culture, their traditions, their values and their education in a bid to find weakness, in a bid to find open doors and windows and look for ways to keep them in subjection. That his enmity really isn't against man, but it is against God. But he uses man as that, as bait in that battle. Mark 3 verse 27 says, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. And then only can he plunder the strong man's house. <clears throat> as long as you are not awake in the spirit, you can't fight him. You are not even a strong man. And so will remain in subjection. And that unfortunately is the plight of most believers. We say we believe, but we are not alive in the spirit. But when you are awake, then you are redeemed. And now the blood speaks for you. <coughs> and you use the word to fight back saying it is written. And then you can resist him. Resisting comes from the spirit, not from the flesh. The flesh is susceptible and vulnerable and is opposed to the ways of the spirit. This is what the Bible says. The flesh lusts against the spirit. But once that spirit is alive, then you can bind and you can lose as well. You can engage in spiritual warfare. And that is threatening to Satan's kingdom, to his dominion. This is what we need to remember. That is why he primarily attacks to keep people from reaching there. And you heard me pray this every morning. We pray against prayerlessness. Brother Vivek touched upon this last night as well. Anything that can keep the believer prayerless will keep them powerless. That's all Satan needs to do. So let's look at a few instances. When does he attack? The first one, after a great spiritual experience of significance. When the person has gained a lot of light in their spirit, he seeks to diffuse that threat to his kingdom. He seeks to steal or extinguish that light. Jesus was attacked just after he finished his 40 days of fasting and prayer in the wilderness. 
many of us when we've been through such an experience and it looks like we're about to step into a new season. So that's the second one then. When a new season is about to begin for that person, Satan knows that if that person goes through this season, then their light and the power that they carry, the authority that they carry will increase. So he seeks to stop it there, to steal and abort that season as well. And if that believer is unsuspecting, is not aware of the new season coming, then out of a lack of discernment, when we don't see it coming, we might fall into this trap and abort our own season. Abort that opportunity of growth. And unfortunately, when it comes to God's systems, then we've got to go back to the start again and rebuild it. Satan buys himself time in that way. And he also knows that not, not all of those that reach that stage and were sent back to the start will even come back to this point. Many will probably give up. So it's a constant struggle of us trying to rise and him trying to pull us down. The third one, when a believer is weak and hence vulnerable, Satan studies the person for their vulnerability, for their emotional capacity, their resilience. He tests them for their health and other trigger points and then attacks those for example, by stirring up anger, by bringing in depression or anxiety. He looks at those weaknesses and then formulates a plan against them. A very shrewd and intelligent opponent. We need to be aware of him. Which of your weaknesses are you exposing today? That's another question that comes out of it. And that's the question the Holy Spirit's asking me. This is not even in my notes. What you show him is what he will take. He cannot read your mind. Number four, when you are low in spiritual energy, one of the most common ways, for example, is when you are alone. When we haven't been studying the Bible, the prime reason for that is you are too busy. See, he's using your busyness against you. There is a way then for him to cut you off from your daily feed for your spiritual sustenance. Low in energy then amounts to being weak and vulnerable. It is easier for him to attack. This is why the Bible says, pray in the spirit on all occasions. Don't give up. Keep stirring up your energy. I'd encourage you to read Brother Savio's reflection of this morning as well. Stirring up the gifts, not letting them settle to the bottom. Number five, when we are unsuspecting. And more often, it comes from those that are close to us. It's either them attacking us, for example, our family, our own family members that don't understand where we are going with our spiritual journey. Or it is us attacking them. Many a times it can be out of our own pride. Or it could be anger stirring up in us. 
that often comes from family and close friends. The closer they are, the more the hurt is. And the more difficult has it become then to ignore or turn them aside. Satan will use your own against you. He will even use your own emotions against you. I'm reminded of Pastor Derek Prince's teaching on the fifth column, where the attack comes from within. Number six, the last one, he comes in waves. It is never a single attack. When we resist, he flees. But then when we let our guard down and think it is okay to rest now for a while, he comes back again. He tries attacking. He tried attacking Jesus as a baby through Herod. When that failed, he came back when Jesus started his ministry, just out of the wilderness, fresh, before he can even step out. Let's see if we can steal it from him there. When that failed, he came through the Sanhedrin, the council, the Pharisees. Later, he came through Peter, who said, I will not let you go through the, to the cross. I will not let you die. And lastly, came through Judas. He will use any and everyone. And you see that Peter and Judas were up close. Sanhedrin was the law of the day, the system. Religious policing. He used the law of the land. He used up close their faith, their beliefs. And then he came to Peter and to Judas. You see how he's using different connections to come against people. He could use the same year. He could use your government where you're breaking the law. He could use the place of work. He could use your friends and he could use family, your own spouse, your children. Important thing to remember is he can come back in waves. So we never stop praying. And all of these are aimed at keeping God's choicest creation in subjection. So that when God's choicest creation is in subjection, God's purposes are defeated. His aim is to have dominion and to be like God. We've seen that yesterday in Isaiah 14. But God chose you and I over him. And so he empowers us to fight that battle. And he lets us fight that battle based on the capacity we build in the spirit. Tomorrow we shall reflect on that second question in this series then. Why does God allow these attacks? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for our eyes and ears to be opened to see your ways. Also pray for discernment, Lord, that gift, that grace of discernment, that we are able to see through the ploy of the enemy, whether he uses our own family or anyone else. Help us see through all those circumstances that we are up against to identify the enemy at play there, to identify his part in it, 
and then to resist it, to fight against it by saying it is written. The only open access that he can get is the access that we give him. Father, help us identify all those open doors and windows in our soul, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in our belief systems, in our values, in our culture, in our traditions, in, our, in everything that we have thought around, in everything that we have shaped our mindset around. And help us rise against it, Lord. Help us rise above it. So that that thought pattern, before it becomes a stronghold for us, we are able to break it. So that every attack of the enemy, that before it can start to compel us, we are able to resist it and shut the door on it. And just as you, Jesus, taught us, when the enemy is pushed out and cast out of our house, swept clean and kept empty, help us recommit ourselves to the word, to that part of the word that, that will fill that gap that, they, that the enemy occupied there in our house. So that that house is no longer empty but full. So that our wisdom is sharpened and strengthened. That we can now keep that door shut and we're no longer vulnerable to any of those temptations that will open that door again to them anymore. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord, this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease this day. We raise up here every request that has been made on this prayer group and even at the meeting, prayer meeting last night. Father, we believe that even cancers can be cut out from bodies when we speak your word in faith. And we make that declaration this day that each of these persons that we are praying for that are battling sickness and disease, Lord, we ask for forgiveness for our sins. We cast out the spirit of fear and doubt from our hearts. We cast out that spirit of worry from our lives. In the name and the authority of the King of Kings, Jesus. We curse, we rebuke and we bind every other spirit of wickedness that we have allowed access into our homes. With your help, Holy Spirit, we make that decision this day to make amends in our ways, in our lives. So that we hearken to your word and we observe to do according to all that is written in it. So that our lives are then shifted from that second half of Deuteronomy chapter 28 of being subject to curses. To be transformed into blessings. We apply the blood of Jesus over the sick Lord. We lay hands on them in the spirit. We come in agreement with every such prayer of healing that is made this day at this altar. And we declare we lose healing over their lives in the mighty name of Jesus.
We thank you, Lord, for every miracle that is taking place in each of these lives that we are praying for now. We thank you, Father, for that healing. We pray also for all families that are battling any kind of division or separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially prayerlessness and busyness, poverty and ignorance that seek to keep your people in subjection, any kind of addictions, mental disorders, compulsive behaviors as well. We come against them in the name of Jesus and we declare your people freed, Lord. Just as Moses freed the Israelites and then brought them through the Red Sea, we bring these, the ones you called, Father, the ones that you draw and quicken and draw towards you through the blood of Jesus into your kingdom, into the chosen land, into eternal life, into salvation. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us and that you always hear us. And as we release our faith this morning, making it our prayer of agreement in the spirit under an open heaven, we believe that is the way it goes. Every prayer made in this way is an answered prayer, Lord. We believe that we have received and we do not doubt. This is the confidence with which we make our prayer now in faith. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
The mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. We say amen. Thank you, Jesus, for answered prayer. Thank you, Lord. The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, always and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, quoted from the ESV, where it is written, Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
We also have a second scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from John chapter 8, verse 36, where it is written. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he shares on, uh, on all our platforms, including our social media channels as well, you can use any of those to share them with your family and friends and, and say this every day, especially share it with the one that God puts on your heart that he would want you to minister someone, minister to someone that day. And that is the only time when he puts that message on your heart. So please don't ignore that person that is shown to you. Share the message with them. And let him do the rest. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everybody.